Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Bob Casper for Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm a Traeger guy, and I got their Timberline 1300 from Barbecue Pit Stop. It comes with a Wi-Fi app where you can see and adjust your cooking temps while sitting on your couch or if you're out and about. My Timberline has 1,300 square inches of cooking space and the ability to cook up to 12 chickens, 15 racks of ribs, or 12 pork butts. I love my Traeger grill, and you can pick up yours today from Barbecue Pit Stop with locations in Lehigh, Salt Lake, Layton, or at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant. Game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts. No more solution. No more glasses instantly i could see there was no pain it was so easy and it worked my only regret was waiting so long hoops vision is world renowned and with the latest technology they give you more options than ever do yourself a favor go to hoopsvision.com right now and schedule your free consultation and mention real golf radio and save a thousand dollars off your lasik procedure hoops vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Hey, what does it take to be the number one irons in golf? Well, if you ask the engineers at Callaway, they'll tell you one thing, innovation. And they would know because Callaway's face cup technology has made them the number one irons in golf. The face cup technology that makes their irons tremendously powerful actually came from their fairway woods 
and hybrids, which incidentally, those fairway woods and hybrids continue to outperform the competition. Face cups dramatically increase ball speed across the face, and the second Callaway started engineering irons with face cups, everything changed. Golfers started seeing tremendous gains in distance and forgiveness, and of course, the engineers at Callaway keep on innovating. Steelhead, Big Bertha, and Apex irons are all powered by Callaway's game-changing face cup technology, and they've all made Callaway the number one irons in golf. To learn more about the technology behind the number one irons in golf, go to CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome in. It's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. We had a great hour number one. Looking forward to a jam-packed hour number two, a sit-down conversation with the Hall of Famer, the player, the broadcaster, and the guy enjoying retirement right now. Johnny Miller joins us coming up in just a couple of moments. Stay tuned for that. Also, our Callaway Pro Spotlight with Casey Brozick. He's the director of golf. Quell West Golf and Country Club in Naples, Florida stops by as well. We'll find out a little bit more about this PGA professional and uh, how he got into the game, his philosophies, and some good stories. It's always a treat to talk to these guys. I'm telling you, it's one of the most fun things that we've done lately in this 20 years of Real Golf Radio. I love talking to these guys. They're the best, and they make it happen, and we can all enjoy the game of golf because of them. But it'll be a good one, so thanks for tuning in. Bob, this week also, I know your dad will be in a – uh, the all-time winningest uh, point earner for the U.S. Ryder Cup yep. team. Also the 1979 captain of the Ryder Cup team. We're talking about Billy Casper. So I know Ryder Cup is, is big to you. Whistling Straits hosted a little press conference a year sort of ahead of the contest, and the captains were there. What was your, what was your take on that? It starts to get the juices flowing, and I start to get excited, and then all of a sudden I go, dang it, uh, I really hope we don't <laughs> lose another one of these. 
You know, it's interesting. Uh, of course, it's President's Cup year this year, and we're a year away from the Ryder Cup. It's fun to watch. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens at um, Whistling Straits next year. But, uh, you know, the list of guys that are on that team right now as it sits is pretty is pretty stellar. Um, you know, it's going to shift and move, but it's it's going to be interesting. Of course, Brooks Kepka is number one, Gary Woodland number two, Webb Simpson three, Tony Finau four, Patrick Cantlay five. Interesting one, Jim Furyk sneaks in there at six right now in points. Wow. Chez Revy at seven and Justin Thomas at eight. Um, then you've got Brant Snedeker at nine, Bubba Watson at ten. That's the top. That's the top ten of the guys as far as uh, the roster is concerned or the point points. But this year is the year that uh, that guys will earn a lot of points and that uh, that will shift up quite a bit. I hope we have our stable of players that are playing at their highest level. I agree. But I also hope that we have three or four. I know that's a lot, but I hope we have three or four new guys that are ready to jump up and change the tide, change the environment yes. around U.S. Ryder Cup to dominating, winning performances. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm hoping for. And hopefully Steve Stricker can make that happen at Whistling Straits. All right, we'll take a short break. Uh, we're just getting started. A really good hour number two straight ahead. Johnny Miller in three minutes right here on Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee. We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. 
To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Big Bertha. It's an iconic name. Some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well, now, the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest-to-launch distance iron ever. Get big-time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thanks for joining us. Really excited to bring on our next guest. He's a good friend of ours, and it's been a little while since we've had him on, so excited to bring him back after a busy week last week. He's a Hall of Fame player and broadcaster, and as I mentioned, just hosted the Safeway Open at Silverado. Co-host of a new podcast, Real Golf Talk with Johnny Miller. Johnny joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Johnny, how are you? Pretty good there. Nice to be on the show there, Bobby and Brian. Um, yeah, haven't talked too much golf lately. I'm retired, remember? <laughs> <laughs> That's why well, we wanted but, to bug you. Yeah, and, yeah. and you oh. did have some airtime in the booth last week. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I did that mostly for Silverado Resort and Spa, just to you know to represent them and represent my own ownership there, and and um, you know just say hi to everybody. It was sort of nice to be back on the air a bit. So it was good. It was a good tournament, really good tournament, you know, and, um, you know, you know, the guys that played quite well, uh, and, uh, Cameron champ sort of after going into a slump, so to speak, he looked like he's uh, ready to conquer the world. You know, that guy, I imagine hitting a driving eight iron on the last hole, par five. I mean, that is ridiculous. You know, how long he can hit the ball. And he had his iron game's good, and his putting was really good, and his scrambling, which is usually weak, he was number one in scrambling last week. So that's that's why he won all that just to win by one shot over Hadwin. So yeah, it was, all in all, it came, it came down to the wire with Hadwin bringing the last three holes and Champ having to birdie eighteen, so he didn't have a playoff. So all in all, yeah, it was good, really good. Hey, before we talk more about Cameron and some of the guys, I just got to ask you, do you miss it at all? I mean, do you miss being in the booth and covering and talking about the game that you've done for so long? You know, the actual doing it, I sort of miss, but not having to every week uh, bone up on uh, my homework and make sure I know what's going on on tour and, you know, who's doing what and all, all that stuff was, you know, even though even if you don't work but one every three weeks, you still have to, you know, almost repair like you're on every week. So that part of it was sort of like being back in school, except for, you know, you had finals about every three weeks, you know. So it, it was, uh, that part was, 29 years of that was probably enough. And, um, you know, at, at my age, 72, that was probably a good time. At 50 years on the road, 21 playing and 29 announcing. Yeah, I felt like it was sort of time. And I hadn't really lost anything as far as my ability to announce. Uh, it's not like I... I went over. I was over the hill, but I just thought, yeah, it's about time with all the all the grandkids I got. It was about time to hang them, up, hang it up. So yeah, I missed it a little bit, but um, you know, time goes. You know, time passes, and you gotta you gotta adjust uh, as you get older to other things. So hey, you know, I'm happy. Nice to have some. I'm down here at Pebble Beach. I'm looking at the ocean rolling in, and 
I feel like Jimmy Buffett here, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is a pretty place. We had a chance to see it when we were there for the U.S. Open in June. But you're still getting a little bit of, of a fix with your podcast, right? Uh, the podcast, uh, you know, I did a couple couple of them. And uh, I thought, man, here we go again. I got to bone up on the tour and know what's going on. And, and after that, I said, after two of us, I told Callaway, you know, I think I don't want to do anymore. You know, that, that was, you know, it was, uh, I could do it, but I just don't want to get back on the, on the, you know, the, the boat, so to speak, the BJ tour boat. And so, so that that's, that's over with now. So, you know, it'll, it'll sort of go off in the sunset uh, <laughs> a little bit, you know, I'll probably do a couple of things every once in a while, but you know, it's, it's not going to be totally retirement sort of mulling over, possibly doing a church mission or whatever. So, uh, we'll see what happens. No, oh, that's fantastic. Johnny Miller joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So let me go back to Cameron Champ. I mean, what an emotional story unfolded there at Silverado, uh, winning it uh, with his grandpa, not uh, what several, you know, sixty miles uh, up the coast or whatever, and uh, in hospice and and that whole story. I mean, just amazing. You, you know, it's 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 interesting how these things tend to play out in sports and what emotions can do for a competitor and sometimes taking his mind off of it sometimes focusing him a little better but uh wow what what just just to see the emotion and how that all played out that's why people tune in to watch live sports it was really special yeah it was no doubt about it and you know maybe it took the edge off of uh, and put the game in perspective that it's not his whole life and you know, that was something bigger. His grandfather uh, with the cancer is the one that started him playing golf when he was a little boy. And, you know, it was it was very tender. There was no doubt about it. It was very tender. And he, he sort of, I think he played for his grandpa. I think he just, it was meant to be, you know. Yeah, I think it was meant to be that he'd have a great week and, and have all the home crowd. He had the biggest crowd of anybody last week. Uh, all those guys from Sacramento came down and, um, you know, it just, it, it couldn't have been any better. Uh, yeah, I don't know how long his grandfather's going to live, but, um, you know, it couldn't have been nicer for him to be able to see that and be able to watch it. And, and his father was, it was there at the tournament. And, um, and the guy, I got to meet them and, you know, just, um, you know, just, it was, it was a nice story and it was uh, very touching, no doubt. You know, it was pretty cool to see uh, what he had written on the on the soles of his shoes and that kind of thing. And and here he is, Cameron Champ, um, l- less than what? Well, about a year off the, off the the Web dot com tour. He won his second event uh, in his first year, and he won his second event of this year. Uh, what do you think his uh, future holds as far as uh, a player on the PGA Tour? And just you already alluded to it, how far he hits the ball. Yeah, I mean, his upside is, you know, you look at, I, I really studied his game big time. I'm thinking, well, how did he have this big down time? Uh, you know, I looked at him and he was sort of hitting those little interpretive iron shots where he swung real smoothly and instead of just bombing it every time and looking around the green, he looked great and putting stroke. He's just, just got this gorgeous long backswing putting stroke and ball really rolls off his putter with no real hit. And, and he was able to make those putts on the Polana greens that, some of the other guys couldn't read. And then, of course, his driver was, you know, it was almost unreal. I mean, it, the upside to this guy is just off the charts, but I'm not sure how he gets on these down trends. I'm, I don't know what's going on in his head when that happens because when you looked at him last week, you'd think, you know, he's ready to beat 
he's ready to beat anybody, whether it's Kepka or Rory or whatever, Dustin. You know, these guys that everybody thinks are so wonderful. You look at Cameron Champ's game against them when he's playing his best. He's every bit as good, uh, and he hits it quite a bit farther than those guys. So, I mean, he's hitting eight iron. He hit eight iron into 16. Most guys could hardly reach that in two. He had eight iron there. Then he hit eight iron into 18 on the last day on par five. And, I mean, you know, that's, that's ridiculous is what it is. It's just, I mean, what he could do to a golf course. So, you know, I, I'm not sure what goes on when he's not on, but I saw what goes on when he is. So that was pretty amazing to watch. That's really well said. Johnny Miller joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You, you mentioned uh, that you don't know what happens in these downtimes. He sort of alluded to or, or basically said that, you know, after winning, put a lot of pressure on himself. You were a player who early on jumped onto the scene uh, as an amateur at the U.S. Open and then, you, you know, continuing on. How, how does a young player deal with that, and how, do, how does the maturity of winning again um, maybe mitigate some of the pressure he put on himself a year ago and, 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 and maybe eliminate the downtime like he had a year ago? There's so much goes into being a winner on tour. You know, you got to be able to be a closer. And um, I, I, I uh, like your dad, Billy Casper, uh, uh, was a – uh, talking about Bobby, of course, um, was a very good closer myself. But a lot of these guys, uh, whether it's a Ricky Fowler or whatever, um, are not good closers. And so uh, he wasn't even given a chance to close. But, you know, you have to look at your game. And the, what I, the feeling I had all the time is I'm getting better, sort of like a Rocky movie. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting better, you know. And I kept feeling like I was getting better when I first came on tour. And then I finally came on tour in April of 69 and 71. I won the Southern Open and then um, won a couple the next two years, two years. and then, the, uh, you know, just uh, the valve opened up and uh, I just started winning a lot, you know. And uh, But um, uh, it, it didn't take me too long to figure it out. But, you know, you got to analyze your game. Nowadays you can analyze your game with all the stats they have out there. But... Um, you know, it's a it's a fine line why why some people can win a lot, and some people can win once a year, and some people can win three times their, their whole career, and yet they all look pretty good on the surface. So it's obviously, it's what goes on under the surface is the most important. You know, because there's a lot of guys that look like winners when you look them on the driving range. Johnny Miller joining us here on Real Golf Radio. More with the Hall of Famer next. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses instantly i could see there was no pain it was so easy and it worked my only regret was waiting so long hoops vision is world renowned and with the latest technology they give you more options than ever do yourself a favor go to hoopsvision.com right now and schedule your free consultation and mention real golf radio and save a thousand dollars off your lasik procedure hoops vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Brought to you in part by Callaway Golf. 13 colors, 10 symbols, endless possibilities. Personalize your Jaws MD5 wedges exactly how you want them with Callaway Customs. You can find it online at CallawayGolf.com. Dot com and the all-new Jaws MD5 wedges. Johnny Miller joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You know, Johnny, you, you had mentioned uh, Rory and Brooks Kepka um, and uh, talked a little bit about Cameron Champ and, and looking like, you know, he's a world beater. Rory and Brooks Kepka both won three times last year. Uh, Kepka wins, of course, the PGA Championship for the second year in a row. And, uh, and in the player of the year race, um, the, the player of the year was voted for Rory McIlroy. Your thoughts about uh, what transpired there? You know, it seemed like that uh, Kepka had it locked up. And then, you know, Rory did win the player's championship, I guess you alluded to. And uh, and uh, he won the FedEx. And I don't know, maybe the, the tour, you know, those are, those are the two inside uh, tournaments, uh, the, the player's uh, tournaments, you know, with player the the PGA Tour owns uh, both of those events, and uh, maybe <laughs> seemed like you know I thought Kepka had it locked up, but you know I guess the players vote, and I don't know maybe some of that stuff that Kepka did uh, the second part of the tour uh, year when he was sort of saying that you know almost like he he was sort of bragging a little bit, and which you know in a way he deserved to be able to brag, but. 
some of those photo shoots he did and whatever. Maybe maybe it was ill-timed for a player of the year award since the players do vote on those. So I don't know. You know, Kepka he, he marches to his own beat, and uh, he's good for the church. Good to have guys that um, are a little different, and he is different. You know, he somehow believes that he can. He's made to win the big ones. So um, so far, so good in that regard for him. So yeah, it, it was interesting, but I. I thought that he Kepka should have won Player of the Year, even though Glory had a great year too. So they're both they could have had they could have had co-players of the year. That would probably be would have been more popular. Yeah, and today yeah, everybody gets a trophy. As a player, did you care about that type of thing? How much does that really mean, or is there a lot of truth to what he's saying? It's a it's nice kind of for the fans and the popularity, but but really it doesn't matter unless you're winning the big, especially winning the big ones. Yeah, there's truth to that. Um, you know, the, those kind of words take care of themselves. You know, obviously, uh, I was playing right up against Jack Nicholas in his prime, and it wasn't too easy to get player of the year with him around, and even with Trevino and a lot of the other guys that were, you know, top players then. So I got it once and um, had to win eight times to get it uh, on, in 74. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't I – don't, you know, I wasn't too worried about that kind of stuff, to be honest. It's good for endorsements and good for uh, – it's nice to win a few of those things. But uh, the bottom line is I'd like to know how many tournaments when you finish your career, how many tournaments you've won, and, and of course, and how many big tournaments you've won. That's, that's a, Both those things, I think, are – you know, like if you look at Tiger's career, he focuses on, on the 15 uh, majors. But, you know, the fact that he's right there uh, almost ready to tie Sam Snead's record – uh, is amazing to me to win yeah. was it 73, 73 times is it 70, he's 80, pushing 80 yeah. yeah he's 81 right now yeah. pushing 82 yeah. yeah that's what it was 81 so I mean uh, that's pretty darn amazing you know to, to be able to walk down the 18th hole uh, 72nd hole that many times and win that's that's like almost to me more impressive than uh, how many majors I mean it really is to be able to win that many times is like nuts isn't it i mean that's really your dad won 50 right didn't he yeah 51 uh, yep you want to they give him they keep adding tournaments to people well they took one people. away from him <laughs> oh did they really okay. yeah they well, took took havana cuba they took the cuban havana cuba okay so, yeah but. so yeah it, all those things are good for discussion and good for people the listeners and the and the fans of the game to be able to contemplate and argue about and you know it's good for the game yep johnny miller joining us here on real golf radio we're talking about the the Ryder cup being a year away and there was a press conference this week whistling straits will host in wisconsin you know it's hard to see that the u.s team is a favorite even though everybody always says every year they're the dominant favorite on paper and the U.S. has found a way to win here on U.S. soil of recent, uh, you know, the last time it was here. But what, I mean, what what needs to happen? What needs to change, I guess, for this U.S. Uh, Ryder Cup team to get some dominance back as to the similar uh, that you had when you guys played? Well, you know, in our era, you had guys who were great Ryder Cuppers. I mean, you know, just like guys like Lanny Watkins, even Nicholas and Palmer and, your Casper uh, and uh, Trevino and all these guys were great head-to-head players, Floyd. Um, but this generation head-to-head in the Ryder Cup, you know, look at Tiger and Phil, their records are ridiculously terrible. I mean, just terrible. I, I mean, that's why one of the main reasons why the U.S. has is, is not won 
was they won one of the last five Ryder Cups and had to be at home to do it at, at Hazel Team. But um, uh, just the, the core group have not had good records in the Ryder Cup. And they got to hand it to the Europeans. They they thrive on it. You know, they start talking about the Ryder Cup the, the week after the Ryder Cup's over, even though it's two years away. I mean, it, to them, that's the, the ultimate uh, prize of your uh, of your playing career is, is uh, getting on that Ryder Cup, European Ryder Cup team. And so uh, you'd think that put too much pressure, but they just, I don't know what their, their recipe is, you know, uh, but they have a recipe on how to uh, play these Ryder Cups and how to set up set up the courses for them. But they they, they win in, in the U.S. also. You know, ever since you know, ever since the Fab Five from Europe, you know, Seve and the boys, um, uh, you know, were included in the Ryder Cup um, Ryder Cup uh, team for Europe. Uh, it's just been basically the U.S. has had their problems. You know, they haven't been able to beat them that often. So it's it's quite a feat now to be able to overcome that because it's almost like there's so much pressure on the U.S. to win. Uh, you know, just even to make the event exciting, it's important that the U.S. beats the Ryder, uh, Europeans once in a while, I think. Otherwise, you know, it starts losing a little bit of its uh, charm, so to speak. So uh, I don't know. You know, I wouldn't call the U.S. Uh, – I definitely wouldn't call them favorites. You know, it might be fairly close to even Steven – being in the U.S. Uh, um, next year, but uh, it's um, it's sort of a the U.S. is in a, in a quandary. They got to figure out how to how to get this pod system going again, or whatever the heck um, Stricker is going to do. He's been assistant captain a lot, and he knows he sort of knows the deal. But you still got to make those putts, don't you? you gotta <laughs> hit the, sh- but, hit the shots so and you, make the putts. You can hit hit talk about it all you want, but. Those Europeans, man, they are tough. You know, they they can play under pressure. They, they, you know, they play sort of scrappy tour and all over creation and you know different conditions and a lot of different lousy weather. And they just the Europeans are, are tough, especially when you're playing, you know, playing head to head, you know, so to speak. And they they're able to uh, team up really well on the in different team matches. And you know, they, they're a tough team to beat. That's all there is to it. Well, the bottom line is, sorry, Bob, the bottom line is that somehow these guys that you've never heard of before, they just they go into a phone booth and come out as superstars just, just by putting on a Ryder Cup jersey, you know? I mean, they, it's it's unbelievable, and, and the guys that are stars that everybody knows that are the guys winning majors and multiple tournaments on tour, you know, best players, world rankings, all that stuff, they go into the phone booth and they come out as an amateur. It's, it's just strange, you know, for the U.S. team. Yeah. It's just, it's, just it's, it's really hard to explain. I know. Well, the really important thing is that first first day of the Ryder Cup on Friday to get off to a good start. You know, if you can get you can get you get leading after Friday, uh, you know, I think that's sort of the secret. If the U.S. wants to win, they they need to be have a lead going into Saturday, and uh, we'll see if they can pull that off. And yet, conversely, you know, this year is a President's Cup year, and we seem to dominate the President's Cup year after year after time they that they play it. Yeah, it is. You know, you're, you're, I mean, the international team is really, um, they have, just haven't gelled. They haven't, they don't do squat. They play worse than the U.S. does in the, in the Ryder Cup. It seems like <laughs> exactly. they can't make the putts. They, they don't seem to have much synergy and, um, you know, but that that could change too. But man, it's been one very been lopsided uh, 
in the President's Cup, and the U.S. has enjoyed winning that anyway. But the big one is that Ryder Cup. That's maybe some ways the biggest event in golf. It really is an amazing um, competition. Hey, Johnny, before we let you go, and we appreciate you taking some time with us, uh, there's been a lot of discussion on slow play. The European Tour trying to do some things. They've got a four-point approach where they're going to monitor they're going to um, post school, uh, times on, on certain tee boxes. They're going to you know, start actually putting down and levying some, some penalties. Uh, what are your thoughts on slow play and what can change? I don't remember this being, you know, and obviously I, I wasn't around as much when you were in your prime, but was slow play a, a problem back then? Is this just more publicized or has it just gotten worse? Well, it's gotten worse and it, it really starts – possibly even in junior golf and especially in collegiate the collegiate golf the guys play really slowly and they're getting a little bit better now but you know when the pre-shot routine came along uh that really slowed things down and then when the you know the yardages you see in our era when i first came on tour you just eyeballed your there was no yardage nobody had yardage but but the bottom line is is with the ball with the line on the ball and how long it takes them to get that line right and uh they just you know they're they're not playing the game as a game. They're playing the game as a, you know like working the game. It's a, you know it's getting to be scientific, so to speak. And uh, that some guys are just really slow. They probably the same guy that drives uh, that that plays slow probably drives forty five miles an hour in the left lane on the freeway. You know they, <laughs> they they don't even know they're slow. They really don't. You talk to them, they'll say, you're playing really slow. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't play slow. And, you know, the bottom line is that's sort of the way way it is out there. The slow guys are, you know, slow. They they have to monitor the guys that are really slow, and they need to probably post it in the locker room. So, And maybe even with the press, but who's playing the slowest? You know, they should have average time. It takes for the Joe Blow, let's say Bernhard Longer or something, uh, that kind of player, and, and see, see who is really taking their time once it's their turn to hit. A lot of them don't get ready to hit until – uh, it's their turn because they want their pre-shot routine to be uh, unaffected by anything. They just start their pre-shot routine and go through the whole thing instead of having you know the yardage and the club selection all already figured out when they're waiting for the other guy to hit. You know they don't do it. that's one thing that they could Im- improve on is uh, and how long it takes for them to get up and running for every shot. So and you know I, I think some of the things in the game need to be changed. I think the string effect on the clubs needs to be totally taken away. Um, I just think that that's ridiculous. And in the ball, possibly maybe toned down a little bit. I mean, when guys are like Gamer Champs hitting eight irons to par fives that we didn't used to be able to hit in two in my prime, and I had 117 miles an hour club at sea with a D9 driver, which is so much heavier than their clubs. Um, you know, they it's not like you know, everybody thinks it's all because of working out, but some guys just had speed, you know, and I, not that I was the fastest because I wasn't, but, um, you know, I think that the, it's gotten a little carried away on how far the t- tour guys are hitting the ball with the new equipment because, you know, people don't realize this, but in the bins at, at all the different club manufacturers, they have bins that show how much spring effect. They'll have a number on this bin and in the, you know, in the bin, it shows clubs that are a little bit illegal and then it even puts a number on the guys that are, the clubs are right on the button, almost illegal, and then they have ones that have a little less uh, spring effect and a little, even a little less spring spring effect. So, bottom line is they're they've got it where they're just taking advantage of the USGA's uh, 
ruling on, on spring effect. You know, if anything, in our era, we had sponge effect. So, I mean, the bottom line was the old fiber insert. Come on, I mean, there was no jump off the club at all. So they, they should take <laughs> rid of that. You know, the worst part about it is the spring effect only works when you hit the ball a long ways because that's the only way you can make the pace spring. So it's not it's not helping the average player one bit unless he's really a long hitter, and it really helps the tour guys. So I mean, that that that's sort of like asinine to think that that's that's the way the game should be, where the the long hitters get even more help. So I think that that's an issue that needs to be addressed. It'll be interesting to see if it is, and I believe you have voted uh, the new award uh, on the PGA Tour, the Bernhard Longer Slow Play Award for <laughs> those that drive 45 in the fast lane. So that just stay tuned. That could be coming soon, courtesy of Johnny Miller. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime, maybe in 10 years. No, I'm just kidding, but we'll do it. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll talk to you in a decade. <laughs> thanks, Johnny. Thanks, John. Yeah, there you go. John, Johnny Miller joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. Show continues. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant. Game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts. No more solution. No more glasses instantly i could see there was no pain it was so easy and it worked my only regret was waiting so long hoops vision is world renowned and with the latest technology they give you more options than ever do yourself a favor go to hoopsvision.com right now and schedule your free consultation and mention real golf radio and save a thousand dollars off your lasik procedure hoops vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember and here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? 
Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. The segment brought to you in part by Callaway Golf, the number one driver in golf. And, it, you know, Callaway provides us with some great opportunities to do our Callaway Pro Spotlight, which we've done, you know, off and on for the last couple of years. We, we have times when we're able to connect with some of the great professionals and master um, staffers with Callaway Golf. And uh, pleased to do that once again this week. Our guests, we head out to Florida to uh, Quell West Golf and Country Club in Naples. The director of golf, Casey Brozick, kind enough to join us right now. Hey, Casey, how are you? Hey, gentlemen, how are you? It's nice to be with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy out there with uh, taking care of your members and, and the golf operations and everything that goes into it. So uh, a pleasure to visit, visit with you. And uh, I guess real, real quick, kind of uh, one of the questions that we like to start with when we have these interviews is just how did, how did you get into the game? What, what, what inspired you? What took you down this path that uh, led you to Quell West where you are today? Well, uh, I was a youngster and uh, didn't know much about golf, uh, but my family, my distant family, my uncles introduced me to the game. I think it was one day I was at uh, grandma's house, maybe being, she was my babysitter at times, and my uncle came home with a giant trophy. It appeared to be bigger than me. And uh, at that point, I think I said, I want one of those. And I started uh, knocking the ball around in the park across the street. So that's how it all started at age six. And here we are 42 years later, and I'm still loving the, uh, to be around the game. And you've been at uh, quite a few clubs and worked your kind of way up to where you're at. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. You know, I played, um, had a good junior career, and, and college was a lot of fun. I played at the University of Kansas where I was an academic All-American. And uh, after school, because I had some success as an amateur, I uh, turned professional in uh, the early 90s, mid-90s. I played for about three years, uh, trying as hard as I could, but uh, coming up fairly empty-handed. And, uh, you know, when you're uh, spending $60,000 a year and and making $50,000 a year, your accountant uh, gives you a call once in a while. And, uh, yeah, for me, it was uh, was an easy transition, though, because uh, although I – um, you know, you kind of have to give up on that hopes of playing professionally and making a living doing it. Um, I was fortunate enough to land at the breakers in Palm beach. And, uh, you know, I was told early on by my director of golf at the time that I was going to 
you know, really this was a golf shop job in the retail business and that's what I was going to do. They were known for big retail dollars and, uh, um, over on the East coast of Florida. And, uh, a month after I started, I was teaching and I absolutely fell in love with it. Now I had given pointers here and there to people that were uh, trying to play the game better. Um, and that was pretty easy to do, but I'd never really gone through the formal, uh, training and, uh, I'll tell you what, I fell in love with it and I'm still in love with the teaching part of our business today. So it's been, uh, it's been a wonderful ride. You know, here I find myself at Quell West as the director of golf, um, you know, roughly uh, almost 25 years later. Mm, that's such a cool story. Casey Brozick, our guest here on Real Golf Radio. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, giving a few pointers versus going through the formal training. I have some guys, and look, I am far from, I mean, Bob, Bob had a similar path that you did. He was, he was a pro in those early 90s, and he doing everything he could to make the tour. You guys probably crossed paths at some point, but uh, I, I'm not that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a radio guy, and I love to play golf, but I'll have people come up and say, hey, you play a lot of golf. I want you to give me some, some tips. You gotta, I, I want to get better, and I'm like, I, I, honestly, I could give you, a, I could say, Oh, I think you need to whatever, but I have no idea how to teach it. I feel like I've, I failed as a dad trying to teach my son because I, I could see stuff, but I have no idea how to teach it. So would you just talk to that? And, and maybe what are some of the, I guess, dangers about asking your buddy for a couple of pointers versus actually having some trained instruction? Sure, sure. So you know what they say about uh, free advice. It's worth what you pay for it, right? So, <laughs> fair, fair, yeah. Um, so as a, as an instructor, you know, you know, as a PGA member, we go through all the different levels to become educated and become a class A member. Um, and that is in a variety of categories, but when it comes to teaching, I think almost every pro gets into our industry and our business, whether it be a club pro or you're a member of the PGA and for different reasons, because there are a lot of different categories but typically it's because they love to play the game and often they love to teach the game. And that's kind of the, those are the cornerstones of our profession. So um, when it comes to teaching people though, and not getting that free advice that kind of gets you through the last four holes of the day and you forget about it. um, You know, my, I was very fortunate in my career to kind of be mentored by some of the best teachers in the, in the world. Um, when I was learning, I was, uh, you know, spending time around those teachers, observing them, taking time off on my, my days away from the operation and going and, uh, watching the Bob Toskies of the world and the Martin Halls of the world. And, and, you know, it put me where I am today. I don't, uh, spend all my time teaching, but when I do, I certainly, uh, make sure that the person that's in front of me is in trusted hands. They can trust me with their game. And that's what keeps them coming back. They, you know, you know how to attack their golf game, help them improve. The number one thing I talk to our younger pros about is making sure that not only can they diagnose the root of the problem and help them with their game, but they deliver it in a fashion that matches up with what they're looking for. Perfect. So you've been talking about um, teaching what are some of your responsibilities as the director of golf at Quail West? Well, uh, compared to other facilities that I've worked at prior to Quail West, um, you know, I had a very, very well-rounded um, job where things were a little bit more equal. One minute you're doing tournaments, the next minute you're dealing with some staff, then budgets, and then 
you know, so on and so forth. Uh, Quill West is, is quite similar. Uh, it's just at a larger scale because we're, um, we've got 36 holes, yeah. um, a larger membership than my previous facility, and we run a lot of events. So it's really calendar-driven, uh, depending on whether we're running a major event or if it's just a weekly programming event. Um, you know, doing budgets, and because my staff is bigger, I would say my time um, working with the staff and managing them and managing our operation and our logistics um, I can spend a lot more time with staff and, and our team than I have in the past, uh, making sure that we're delivering. You know, I call it hospitality. Other people might call it service. I think there's a differentiator there. But, um, you know, when we're trying to deliver the service that we're trying to um, execute on, uh, it's, it's very important that everybody's on the same page. So I spend a lot more time with our team now. Casey Brozick, our guest here on Real Golf Radio. They're in Naples, uh, through Florida, through the University of Kansas, and then uh, back home to Wisconsin, where you're from. Uh, quite a journey, a really cool journey. Your home state hosts the Ryder Cup coming up uh, next year at Whistling Straits. The captains, uh, Steve Stricker and Padraig Harrington, were just there this last week, had a little press conference, had some fun, got the excitement. Uh, there's not, never enough excitement around the Ryder Cup, but uh, pretty cool from a golf state standpoint, your home state of Wisconsin. Uh, it is certainly a seasonal, no doubt about it, but man, the quality of golf there in that state is unbelievable. How much pride do you take into hosting a Ryder Cup next year? Well, it's awesome. I, I'm kind of a Ryder Cup junkie. I haven't missed one since Oakland Hills. And last year was my first international Ryder Cup. We went over to Paris to take a look. And, and now since we've done something like that, we are planning on going to Italy in 2022. So um, we are Ryder Cup junkies. We love it. And, uh, you know, to have it back in the state of, or have it in the state of Wisconsin is certainly, uh, very prideful. Uh, the Wisconsin folks are just going to come out in droves, especially with Captain Stricker there. Uh, Quell West has got a bunch of followers of the team and Captain Stricker. We wish them the best. I'll tell you what, Wisconsin is becoming a huge golf mecca with the different facilities that have opened up and and kind of renovated, whether it be Century World and uh, Sand Valley and the Kohler properties and Aaron Hills. It's becoming an awesome spot for people to travel to. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and I love that. We're pretty passionate as well. Of course, Bob's dad was a big part of the history of the Ryder Cup and uh, their Billy Casper and, and really, really cool stuff. So, hey, Casey, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. We really appreciate it. Always uh, really great to, to talk with um, the, the, the guys, the men, the women that are making it happen for our great game to be able to allow us as as uh, you know, golfers, you know, to, as, as people who love the game, to be able to enjoy it, and we couldn't do it without what you do. So, thank you so much for spending some time and for sharing those uh, insights and and stories with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, gentlemen, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you got it. We'll do it again. Casey Brozick, he's the director of golf, Quell West Golf and Country Club in Naples, Florida. Short break. More real golf continues next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. 
Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Thanks for joining us and really appreciate all the guests that we had on the show today. Wow, what a good hour. Casey Brozick, at Casey Brozick is his Twitter handle, C-A-S-E-Y-B-R-O-Z-E-K, in our Callaway Pro Spotlight. Always a pleasure to talk to these men and women who do such a great job of running the business of the game of golf. Uh, Just always enjoy it. Some cool stories from Wisconsin to Naples. By yep. way of University of Kansas, academic All-American, really cool stuff. Also, Johnny Miller, who spent uh, two segments with us. Appreciate Johnny and his time, the Hall of Famer. Always good to get his take, for sure. And then a jam-packed hour number one as well, Adam Shupak with Golf Week and the caddy stopping in as well. So, anyway, if you missed any part of it, check it out at realgolfradio.com or our Twitter handle, at realgolf. You can also, of course, catch us on any of the podcaster sites. Well, uh, Vegas this weekend, and then the tour continues rolling on. We got President's Cup a couple months away. We're going to hear Ryder Cup captain's picks in about a month. Uh, Lots of good things to look forward to here in the month of October. Yeah, there are a lot of things, and it's going to be fun watching the the status of the points as far as the Ryder Cup is concerned, only being a year away, and how guys are going to 
shake and move and how that top eight is going to shake and move. Uh, remember, the top eight guys are automatically on, and then there are four captain's picks for 2020. Jordan Spieth, most notably, not in that top eight or even the top ten for that matter. So hoping to see Jordan get his game together and, and bust into that mix and have a year. He's due for sure. Uh, no doubt. And like I said before, I'm hoping three or four new guys make their way onto that team and infuse some new blood. That'll do it for us. For Dave Glauser, our producer, and Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. We'll see you.